0: Boy, that board is getting very busy over there. Got got a lot going on on that board. It's 19 March. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. No ham in the hamburger. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, we have a very small congregation today. Everybody is either traveling or they're sick or they're uh, something. But we had somebody walk in out of the blue. We have uh, Michael Scouzo. Is that pronounced right? Scazo, yes. Scazo, okay. And he is from St. Louis. He came in this morning right away. He, I saw a car zipping down the road, and it looked like he knew where he was going. So I said, he's not coming to the church because it was, you know, like 830 or something, and most people that know where they're going are going to their business. And uh, But he said he scouted out the area yesterday, so he'd know where to come this morning. He and his two children are visiting, and they're going to be traveling all through Florida and then uh, eventually flying back to St. Louis, and it's a real pleasure having you here, and I thank you for making the effort. Um, Let's see here. We got some news from Israel, from Israel Hayom, Israel engaging four Muslim nations to expand the Abraham Accords. Uh, Now, I know there's a lot going on in Israel, and everybody uh, in their Uh, brothers, certainly talking about, you know, all of the things that are going on with the uh, new government and trying to change the uh, judicial reforms and all that. And I may mention one thing at the end of the uh, Israel section, but Because so many people are talking about it, I just don't want to double up on what other people are saying. So I'm giving you articles, and I try to always do this, that you may not have heard. Um, Israel's engaging four Muslim nations to expand the Abraham Accords. Sources say that Foreign Minister Cohen was working to normalize ties with Mauritania, Somalia, Niger, and Indonesia. Prime Minister Netanyahu Indonesia surprisingly. Prime Minister Netanyahu is, of course, also involved in efforts behind the scenes, as our Secretary of State Blinken, National Security Advisor Sullivan, and Amos Hochstein, who mediated the Israel-Lebanon maritime deal during the Bennett lapid government, which lasted about eight minutes. Negotiations with Mauritania are in the advanced state. As Cohen hinted last week in a meeting with German Foreign Minister Baerbock, during which he officially asked her to help Israel with the breakthrough vis-a-vis Mauritania and Niger. Israel and Somalia have never had diplomatic ties, but over the past year, reports have said that the country's president, Muhammad, is interested in establishing them. Jerusalem, too, is interested due to Somalia's important strategic location between the Gulf of Aden and the Indian Ocean at the entrance to the Red Sea. With Niger, Israel has never had official diplomatic relations either, and even those that did exist unofficially suffered during the Yom Kippur War and the Second Intifada, but no efforts to reestablish them have been made since. Jerusalem is interested in normalizing ties with Niger as it is a global supplier of, anybody? Uranium. And its ties to Israel might prevent the sale of the material to hostile countries and reduce the number of nations voting against Israel in international forums. Cohen is also working to normalize ties with Indonesia, the biggest Muslim country in the world. Although Jakarta does not have official diplomatic ties with Jerusalem, there have been unofficial connections in trade, technology, and tourism. So there you go with that. It would be a real coup if they could get those established ties with Indonesia. That would be marvelous. Malaysia has always been really at enmity with um, uh, Israel. I lived there three years, and that's what you heard on the news quite a bit. Uh, If Indonesia made a you know, a a treaty with Israel, then Malaysia would probably follow suit because a lot of Indonesians have found their way to Malaysia and uh, the ties are very close in those countries. So it may be the start of something else. We'll see. From Israel Hayom, South African parliament, on the other side of things, votes to downgrade ties with Israel. The parliament of South Africa voted to downgrade ties with Israel and what is a culmination of many years of rocky relations with the Jewish state. Now what's surprising about this is that South Africa is believed to have been the country that helped Israel to do what? develop the atomic bomb. Develop the atomic bomb. There was a flash out in the Indian Ocean one time, the uh, satellites all around the world caught it and they knew that it was a nuclear detonation. They found radioactive debris over in uh, wherever the trade winds blow to and these flocks of herds and all that kind of stuff in these various nations. They can identify the source and they believe that it was South Africa and uh, Israel working together. And it's not that they believe it. They know it. They just can't come out and prove it with any documentation. But that is what happened. So they were very close and uh, that all ended when um, South Africa was Uh, you know, apartheid and all that ended, what, in the 80s, I think. Uh, The measure was backed by 208 lawmakers, while 94 opposed it. The move will see Israel's embassy in the capital Pretoria downgraded to a liaison office. The measure was introduced by the National Freedom Party, which has two members in parliament to protest what it considers to be a policy of apartheid and discriminatory practices against Palestinians." From the Times of Israel, Air Force Chief removes, and I just thought I'd throw this in, it's one of the blowbacks from this judicial reform, and this has happened around the nation in various ways. This is just one that is very personal because it's in the military. Air Force Chief removes reservist pilot for urging refusal over judicial shakeup. You know, the military is not supposed to be outspoken against civilian governments. That is in Israel as well as the United States. And this guy's kind of facing maybe losing his job now. The chief of the Israeli Air Forces is removed from his post a reservist fighter pilot who has been leading calls to refuse to show up for duty over the government's legislative proposals to radically weaken the judiciary. The pilot said the decision was unjust and that he would appeal it. The IDF said the reservist officer, Colonel Gilad Peled, was suspended indefinitely over his conduct around the current events. Peled, the former commander of the Ramat David Air Base, gave interviews with Channel 13 News and the Khan Public Broadcaster over the past week on reservist concerns over the judicial overhaul. The suspension of Peled was carried out by IAF Chief Major General Tomer Barr after the pair met regarding his continued reserve service. At the end of the conversation, the chief of the Air Force informed the officer that in light of his conduct, he would not be able to continue to serve in the reserve army until further notice, since he had acted contrary to the guidance of the chief of the force and in a manner that is inappropriate for the rank and status of the officer. Okay, Uh, They did that to that lieutenant colonel that spoke out um, at the overthrow of uh, the government here in the U.S., and it was rightly done. I mean, I sided with the guy. I agreed with his stand, but you cannot speak out against what is happening in the government, in the military, in a political manner. I felt bad for the guy. I would like to see him reinstated and get all of his time back and everything else. But, um, you know, that's just the way it is. And um, probably better for him not to have been in the military anymore anyway, but um, with the way things are. But from Breitbart, here's uh, just, I've read you a couple of these over the past few weeks so you know that they are doing the right thing by having the judicial reforms. And if you have not um, seen Uh, Or if you don't understand the judicial reforms, there was a two-minute video that came out. I may still have the link to it. And if I do, um, it was very well done. It explains exactly what's going on in Israel. But this ought to answer whether it's the right thing or not. From Breitbart, Democrats urge Biden to use all diplomatic tools available against Israel's judicial reform plan. Mm -hmm. In other words, they're doing the right thing over there. Uh, This is a Soros-backed initiative, Okay, he's a damaging person from the very beginning. Everything he does is tainted with uh, communist and, you know, uh, globalist policies. And so Israel's doing the right thing. They may take it a little too far. And in the end, it may cost them because you're always going to get a new election with new people and it may be used against them. But what they're doing is the right thing because the judiciary over there is not sound at all. Anyway, we got some news from Christianity. From the Gateway Pundit, Texas Tech suspends head coach after he recites Bible verse to motivate a player. Coach Mark Adams said he was trying to encourage one of the players and was talking to him about being coachable. He noted that it was a conversation between just himself and the player. Adams said it was a private conversation about coaching and when you have a job and being coachable. I said that in the Bible, Jesus talks about how we all have bosses and we all are, here it is, you can imagine, I don't even know, but I can make a guess as to the situation. We all are servants. And he didn't like that. Adams continued saying he explained his behavior, but did not apologize for quoting scripture. One of my coaches says it bothered the player. Adams' comments, according to the university, were inappropriate, unacceptable, and racially, there you go, insensitive. The school took Adams' conversation with the student about everyone having a boss and focused on a slave-master narrative, saying Adams encouraged the student to be more receptive to coaching and referenced Bible verses about workers, teachers, parents, and slaves serving their masters. Texas Tech is calling for Hokut to write a formal reprimand, Adams' suspension, and an investigation into Adams' interactions with his players and staff. So there you go with that. You can't say anything in this world without offending somebody. And as soon as somebody is offended, you lose your job over it today. That's the world in which we live. That is absolutely crazy. That is insane. From LifeSight. California County used cell phone tracking stakeouts to monitor churchgoers during the COVID lockdown. They're finding this out that they were actually monitoring these people. Members of Christian Church in California's Santa Clara County, who we talked about two or three years ago, were hit with hefty fines and surveilled via stakeouts, cell phone monitoring, and other measures reminiscent of totalitarian regimes after their church defied the county's draconian COVID-19 lockdown rules in 2020. San Jose's Calvary Christian Fellowship, headed by Pastor Mike McClure, openly defied the Silicon Valley County's harsh lockdown rules in May 2020 after initially complying with them. After viewing troves of legal filings, the operation was breathtaking in scope and reminiscent of totalitarian regimes rather than an American County Health Department. According to court filings, officers took meticulous notes of the churchgoers' ordinary behavior that ran afoul of the county's COVID mandates. Enforcers of the county's rules reported the number of cars in the parking lot, whether or not masks were being worn, and even instances of <gasps> hugging. <laughs> Mail online. Students at America's biggest Catholic college, DePaul University, call for a Christian group to be eliminated from campus for labeling LGBTQ as sinners. Breitbart, University of Notre Dame to host event on queer holiness. You talk about a contradiction in thinking. The event titled Queer Holiness will focus on the gift of queer people to the church. Now, this is in a theological university. Yeah. And will feature Charles Bell, the author of a book by the same name. A description of the book says, From prohibitions on who they might love or marry to eraser and denial, the theological record is one in which queer people are far too often objectified and their lives seen as the property of others. In no other significant religious question are theological arguments made that so clearly reject overwhelming scientific and experiential knowledge about the human person. It goes on to explain, this book seeks to find a better way to do theology. A better way to do theology. Think about that. Taking insights from the sciences and personal narratives as it seeks to answer the question, what does human flourishing look like? It does not look like being chucked into the lake of fire. I can assure you of that. That is not what it looks like. Additionally, the event description also states that Dr. Charles Bell is grounded in his work as both an Anglican priest and a practicing psychiatrist. One student at Notre Dame explained that though the Institute is Catholic, its religious identity has been eroded by those who have no regard for the faith. The demographics of the student body are increasingly representative of that sad fact, as two-thirds of our student body Senate just voted against a proposition to censor porn on the school Wi-Fi. We've got some news from the Mideast in Africa today, from the Times of Israel. To normalize with Israel... Saudis want U.S. okay for civil nuclear program. Now, this is important because something is missing from Saudi Arabia's statement that has never been missing before. Saudi Arabia has asked the U.S. to greenlight its development of a civilian nuclear program in exchange for the kingdom normalizing relations with Israel. The civilian nuclear program is among several demands. Riyadh has presented in talks with the Biden admin over the past year. Washington is interested in brokering a normalization agreement. Riyadh is not rushing to sign on, recognizing congressional opposition to Saudi demands for closer U.S. defense cooperation. The diplomat also noted intensified violence in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict since Prime Minister Netanyahu's hard-right government took office in late December, which has made such a deal with Jerusalem less palatable in Saudi Arabia and the broader Muslim world. Given the Biden admin's fears that a Saudi nuclear program could further accelerate a regional nuclear arms race, Riyadh has suggested developing it in full cooperation with the United States and agreeing to American monitoring and inspections, the diplomat said, while acknowledging that Washington has not yet been sold on the idea. Further complicating the effort, Saudi Arabia is also conditioning a normalization deal with Israel on a significant expansion of defense ties with the United States, including a system of guarantees to prevent future admins from pulling out of weapons deals that have already been signed. Notably, Saudi officials have not raised a specific demand related to the Palestinian issue in their talks with the U.S. as the UAE did when it conditioned its decision to normalize ties in 2020 on Netanyahu shelving his plan to annex large parts of the West Bank. That used to be the one issue that they, if you didn't give the Palestinians what they wanted, we wouldn't even talk to you. Now they don't even mention it. From Bongino Report, Iran again threatens to assassinate Trump over General Soleimani airstrike. There you go. CNBC. Iran says it's discovered what could be the world's second largest... Did anybody read this? Lithium deposit. For the first time in Iran, a lithium reserve has been discovered in Hamadan, a mountainous province in the country's west. The ministry believes the deposit holds 8.5 million tons of lithium, which is often called white gold for the rapidly growing electric vehicle industry. If the claimed figure is accurate... That would make the deposit the second largest known lithium reserve in the world after Chile, which holds 9.2 million metric tons of the metal. The lucrative element is a crucial component in the cathodes of lithium-ion batteries in EVs, as well as in rechargeable batteries like those used in cell phones. The metal's price has skyrocketed in the last year due to higher demand for electric vehicle parts, global supply chain problems and inflation but fell more recently, undergoing a correction amid a drop in EV sales and slow business activity in China. Iran's lithium deposit news, if true, would be a lifeline for the country's battered economy, weighed down by several years of heavy international sanctions and faced with a spiraling currency, which hit its lowest point against the dollar in late February. Iran would benefit greatly from the ability to export such valued resources, Though its trading partners would likely be limited to those sanctions so there you go with that gateway pundit, u.s marine sniper testifies to congress that he was denied permission to shoot and kill the kabul airport suicide bomber who killed 13 u.s service members sergeant tyler vargas andrews a u.s marine corps sniper who served in afghanistan during the surrender to the taliban forces and that is the word surrender. We did not retreat. We surrendered, testified before Congress. Vargas told Congress that he was denied permission to shoot the suicide bomber in Afghanistan that killed the 13 service members and over 170 civilians. From Fox. He was broken down in tears at that too. I don't know if you saw his testimony, but he was agonizing over it from Fox. Russia and Iran's secret nuclear deal would allow uranium transfers to Tehran's illicit weapons program. The foreign intel sources claim as part of the agreement between the two countries, Russia has undertaken to return all the enriched uranium to Iran as quickly as possible if, for any reason, the U.S. withdraws from the JCPOA agreement. That's what you call blackmail there. Now something interesting from Mongolia. From the EU Observer, squeezed between China and Russia, Mongolia backs the Ukraine. As a democratically elected president, I have a firm conviction in the cause of freedom and in the power of the people, united as one, to defend it when under attack. This cause and this faith are now being tested on the blood-stained soil of Ukraine in a way we have not seen in many decades. As the war in Ukraine grinds into its second year, the world's democracies must rally with even greater resolve to ensure that freedom is non-negotiable. The allied nations must give Ukraine the weapons it needs to win. Now, this is Mongolia, who is tied between two communist countries that are not on the Ukraine side. This is a real daring thing he's doing here. Tyrants are always obsessed with their own survival and longevity and power not the prosperity of their people. Sooner or later, dictators become desperate, servicing their corrupted web of crooks. I know Putin does not tolerate freedom. I have sat with him on many occasions. He despises difference and competition. Sounds like a Democrat. He fears a free Ukraine. As a deep narcissist, he could not allow a more successful and prosperous neighbor A free, democratic Ukraine could represent a grave danger for his regime. The Russian aggression against Ukraine does not happen out of the blue. It was the culmination of a decades-long battle between freedom and repression. The front line of this war runs well beyond Ukraine's devastated battlefields. It runs through Asia, Africa, Latin America, and the Middle East. The conflict rages between humanity's best and worst instincts, between the free world and the suppressed. He's missed the Democrat element of the United States of America. He missed that part. Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. From the Guardian, scientists create mice with two fathers after making eggs from male cells. The advance could ultimately pave the way for treatments for severe forms of infertility as well as raising the tantalizing prospect of same-sex couples being able to have a biological child in the future. This is the first case of making robust mammal oocytes, I'm not sure what that word is, O-O-C-Y-T-E-S akucytes, I guess, whatever, from male cells, uh, said Katsuhiko Hayashi. Hayashi predicts that it will be technically possible to create a viable human egg from a male skin cell within a decade. Others suggested this timeline was optimistic, given that scientists are yet to create viable lab-grown human eggs from female cells. Hayashi's team is now attempting to replicate this achievement with human cells, although there would be significant hurdles for the use of lab-grown eggs for clinical purposes, including establishing their safety. The technique could also be applied to treat severe forms of infertility, including women with Turner syndrome, in whom one copy of the X chromosome is missing or partly missing. The study relied on a sequence of intricate steps to transform a skin cell, carrying the male XY chromosome combination into an egg with the female XX version. Male skin cells were reprogrammed into a stem cell-like state to create so-called induced pluripotent stem cells. The Y chromosome of these cells was then deleted and replaced by an X chromosome borrowed from another cell to produce iPS cells with two identical X chromosomes. The trick of this, the biggest trick, is the duplication of the X chromosome, said Hayashi. We really tried to establish a system to duplicate the X chromosome. Finally, the cells were cultivated in an ovary organoid, a culture system designed to replicate the conditions inside a mouse ovary. When the eggs were fertilized with normal sperm, the scientists obtained about 600 embryos, which were implanted into surrogate mice, resulting in the birth of seven mouse pups. The baby mice appeared healthy, had a normal lifespan, and went on to have offspring as adults. They look okay, they look to be growing normally, they become fathers, said Hayashi. He and colleagues are now attempting to replicate the creation of lab-grown eggs using human cells. Tell me that is not crazy. That is as crazy as it can get there. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. From Zero Hedge, crime trumps covid New York Police Department wants businesses to require customers to remove their masks. Yes. From the conservative review, German health industry company experiences, and we've seen this in all of the other countries, experiences 76% increase in employee sick days as excess deaths skyrocket. A total of 14% of all cases of incapacity to work among the insured employees of Barmer in 2022 as a whole are due to corona diseases. In 2021, this figure was 3%. The most striking increase in the number of corona sick leave was in July of the previous year. While in July 2021, only 0.9% of all sick leave was related to corona. The proportion in July 2022 was 20% and thus more than 22 times higher. Barmer recorded the most significant increase in lost work in the previous year for the month of December. For December 2022, Barmer recorded 231 sick leave per 1,000 of its insured persons with a claim to sick pay. This corresponds to more than a doubling of sick leave compared to the same months in 2021. According to the official narrative, sure, you can get COVID with the shots, but you don't get nearly as sick. If that is true, how can it be that COVID absences absolutely exploded in 2022, long after everyone was vaccinated and most were boosted? Germans got 77 booster doses per 100 people, well over the global average and the rate in the United States I just can't imagine what would be causing that. (laughs) Your Newswire, omission of children's COVID vaccine deaths in Australia raises concerns. Let's just not report them so that we don't have to... An Australian senator has said he is concerned about the country's therapeutic authorities' delayed approach to updating Australia's database of adverse events notifications after it was revealed the government body had neglected to include a number of deaths attributed to the vaccine, including that of two children aged seven and nine. As of March 6, the DAEN states that since the beginning of the vaccination rollout in Australia, Listen to this, 137,576 adverse events have been reported relating to the range of COVID-19 vaccines. Now, in America, when we had that uh, vaccine for uh, uh, the swine flu, was it, or whatever, back in the 80s, they had two people that were severely damaged, and they stopped it completely. Completely took it off the market. 137,576 in Australia alone. And they still are promoting this stuff. Of those, 134,224 are believed to be directly related to the vaccines, while 980 are vaccine-related deaths. 980 deaths, not the children reported, though, just the ones that they've actually recorded. 980 deaths. We stopped it after two critically harmed people with the vaccine back in the 80s. Unbelievable. From Fox Credibility Crisis, 60 Minutes, which hasn't had credibility in years, tries turning back the clock after declaring COVID lab leak theory debunked. CBS News' Scott Pelley said attacks on the Wuhan lab were the result of a political disinformation campaign. Yes way! Morality is declining. From Breitbart, Connecticut bill would force school nurses to train on systemic racism Anti blackness and gender diverse youth. As long as they don't teach nursing, I'll be good with it, okay? <sighs> Breitbart, Colorado school district hires gender queer shapeshifter witch for staff training. <laughs> yes, zero hedge, up in smoke. This is absolutely incredible. If you had said this to me, I would have said no way. And I would have gone and read the article and probably had a heart attack. (laughs) Listen to this. This is absolutely incredible. Up in smoke. Oklahoma voters crush pot legalization proposal. Every state has voted for it. Oklahoma did not. Now listen to this. Opponents positively crushed the measure. 63% to 38%. Remarkably, it failed in every single county state question 820 offered okies a chance to legalize consumption by adults 21 and older along with possession of up to an ounce and the growing of six mature plants and six seedlings almost nothing and yet they said no i i could not believe that i read it and i read it and i thought this can't be real breitbart federal court reinstates law allowing Florida to defund Planned Parenthood. Good. Florida will be allowed to defund Planned Parenthood on June 1st after a federal judge ended a permanent injunction on Tuesday blocking part of a 2016 law. Praise God. Mail online. Biden calls Florida laws targeting transgender people sinful. And claims seeing He claims seeing two well-dressed men kissing When he was in high school Changed his views on gay marriage That's a lie He was opposed to it for years and years and years They've got all of the videos But the man is demented We got some other You know what happened They said we're going to make you president If you do everything that we tell you And he has He's a man of no principle So he does whatever they tell him to do And it doesn't matter He doesn't care He gets paid for it. He gets to sit in the White House, never having been, you know, some other news from around the world. Army Times. The Army keeps getting smaller. The service unveiled as part of Biden's overall defense budget request to Congress. The Army is asking to fund an Army with 452,000 active duty soldiers, 325,000 soldiers in the Army National Guard and 174,000 in the Reserve. To meet its end strength goals, the army will need to recruit somewhere between 27,000 and 33,000 new soldiers in less than 11 weeks. Last year's figure was already the smallest active army since before World War II. This man is damaging to this nation in a way that we have never seen ever. Breitbart, Navy renames two ships to erase ties to Confederate history. U.S. guided missile cruiser Chancellorsville, which was homeported in San Diego for many years, has been renamed Robert Smalls. Anybody know who he was? Probably a queer. No, he wasn't, but he's a black guy. He was a Republican that was in the Congress. They made a mistake. Naming that one, I nobody checked it out. They just said, oh, here's, here's, a, did you get it? Is that, no, oh, okay. I a oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> home port in San Diego for many years has been renamed the Robert Smalls, honoring a Civil War era maritime pilot who commandeered a Confederate ship in 1862 and turned it over to the Union forces. Smalls was born a slave and went on to become a mariner, a businessman, a publisher, and a congressman who represented South Carolina, the state where he was born. Meanwhile, on Wednesday, Secretary of the Navy Carlos Del Toro announced the renaming of the U.S. Navy ship Mori, an ocean survey ship that will be called the U.S. Naval Ship Marie Tharp. The ship's former name was after a Confederate naval officer, Matthew Maury. But that's not why they're changing or why it was ever named after him in the first place. It was named after him because he is considered the father of the science of oceanography. The outlet continued. Okay, so he's the father of oceanography, but because he served in the Confederate side, they're taking away the name to that ship. We have demented people running this nation, highly, extremely demented people, but at least they got a Republican black in there. And now that can be plastered all over the place. Mail online, Russia sends women prisoners to Ukraine war zone for the first time as Putin looks to make up for heavy losses. <laughs> Due to heavy losses in the war, Putin has sought alternative sources of replenishment of manpower. Manpower. But these are women. Last week, there was a movement toward the Donetsk region of a train with reserve seats for transporting prisoners. One of the carriages was for convicted women. Earlier this week, there were reports that Russia had moved women convicts to some place I can't pronounce in Krasnodar region, close to the war zone. Female prisoners released under a scheme linked to the war effort were put to work as farm laborers in field, as well as greenhouses and cow sheds, possibly deployed in supplying the military. Mail online. Desperate Putin empties museums of obsolete T-62 tanks to repurpose them for his war in the Ukraine. Yes, aging Soviet-era T-62s are seen being modernized in a round-the-clock factory in Chita, Siberia. The drive to retrofit the decades-old tanks highlights the desperation of Putin's military machine. While Ukraine is being supplied with the most modern Western tanks, some of the tanks being revamped at the 103rd plant may be 60 years old dating from the time Nikita Khrushchev and Leonid Brezhnev were ruling the USSR. Zero Hedge, Florida Rhinos refuse. We need to make some calls, okay? I've got the numbers here, write them down. We need to make some calls. Florida Rhinos refuse to amend pro-gun bill in defiance of DeSantis. Republican leadership is openly dismissive of the idea of legalizing open carry something that is legal in, do you know how many states have open carry? You won't believe this, 47 other states. Only Florida, Illinois, and New York have total bans on open carry. GOA's Florida State Director, Luis Valdez, brought the debate on open carry to the forefront this week when he asked Governor DeSantis if he would support adding open carry to the current constitutional carry bill, to which the governor confirmed he would. In the same statement, DeSantis expressed his doubt about the Republican legislature legalizing open carry in the new bill, saying, I don't think they're going to do it. Please call the Florida legislature at 850-717-5019 and 850-487-5028 and let them know you want open carry added to the bill. Breitbart, North Carolina paramedic accused of sexually assaulting teenager Released 37 minutes after his arrest trying to set a world record with that one from the post-millennial Greta Thunberg deletes 2018 tweet saying the world will end in 2023 after the world does not end Fox this really has nothing to do with prophecy but it's worth reading Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, I've never been there, and I'm going to have to go now. Buffalo Wild Wings admits boneless wings are not wings after a lawsuit. Yes, it's true. A Chicago man filed a lawsuit against the chicken wing chain last week for false advertising, saying the boneless wings are overpriced since they're basically chicken nuggets. Eamon Halim alleges in the lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings and franchiser Inspire Brands Incorporated that the boneless wings are just slices of chicken breast, meat deep fried like wings, and that customers would either pay less for the boneless wings or not purchase them at all if they knew what the product was made of. Buffalo Wild Wings is sarcastically confirming the allegations in the lawsuit while also revealing well-known facts that other foods they sell do not contain what is included in the product's name. It's true. This is their tweet. The restaurant chain said, Our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Our hamburgers contain no ham. Our buffalo wings are 0% buffalo <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> who said it <laughs> yeah let's go for lunch to buffalo wild wings oh my who said it We make living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. That would be my grandmother's motto. She gave away everything. If you walked into her house and you saw something on the wall, you never said, oh, isn't that neat? Because it would be in your hand going home with you. We learned very quickly never to say we liked anything in grandma's house. She would give it to anybody for any reason. It made her happy. Winston Churchill said that. Okay, I got a lesser here for you, and we'll see if you can figure what he's talking about. Buffalo wing eaters have been beguiled, be they hot, be they spicy, or mild. It's not narrow but broad. Tis the path of buff's fraud. Their breast nuggets are what they call wild. Uh, Okay, we got a little bit of irony here for you today Uh, But I'd like to tell you before I give you our irony um, That uh, despite um, people getting down on Buffalo Wild Wings They've got a new customer whenever I can get over there It's right down the road I've never been there and it's right down the road But I will tell you that 7-Eleven, I never knew this uh, They have sales from time to time At least at the one that I take care of And this past week they had pizzas They have these uncooked pizzas And they'll cook them for you if you want and I thought, she told me, the girl behind the counter, Charlie, we got a sale on the large pizzas today. They're $3 each. And I said, well, I'll buy two. I was thinking if they're really good, I should buy like 50 of them, but maybe they blow. So I bought two of them and I took them home and my friend Sergio came over and we had one of them and it was marvelous. And what it is, is just the same pizza you get everywhere else like at Publix and any other store and they just put a different wrapper on it. Three bucks each. I should have bought those 50 other ones. They were great. Secondly, they also had later in the week chicken wings on sale. And they're like normally nine bucks for this many, or I'm sorry, $17 for this many. And they were $9. And Hidako said, I said, if you want to buy them, great, I will. And she said, no, I'm going out to the dentist or something on the way home. I'll pick them up. And she picked them up. She got the spicy ones and they were outstanding. So there you go. Just so you know, I mean, I had no idea. I just walk in and get something really crummy like the um, bacon and, I'm sorry, the red hot beef and bean burrito and uh, the Big Gulp. That's what I've always gotten. And I get the same stomach ache every single week. (laughs) But anyway, now I know they have really good quality food there. So there's a little uh, encouragement for you. And uh, please remember that if you are not reading your Bible, you are susceptible to anything that people tell you okay? I have people email me constantly with questions about theology, and, you know, the pastor said, and they believe it. That's a dangerous place to be in your life. You want to know what is being told you, and the only way that you can know that is by reading your Bible, and so I would challenge you to read your Bible, to listen to your Bible while you're riding in the car. I would challenge you to find Jesus Christ. That's what I would ask you to do because he is the answer to all of the problems that we read about week after week. It's all prophesied. And all of this is something that he knew was coming. We're going in this world that's going just like this. And yet he's on the throne and we have a better hope if you call on Jesus Christ. But you can't do that properly unless you know what the gospel is. And it's a very simple thing. If you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins, if you believe that he was buried, and if you believe that he rose again, proving that he had no sin of his own, that your sin is in the grave and that he is God. He proved those three things. If you believe those three things, the Bible says you will be saved. That is the simple gospel. And I'm going to tell you something because all kinds of people say you can lose that. You cannot lose what God has given. God does not make mistakes. He knows the end from the beginning and he is not going to seal you with a guarantee, the Holy Spirit, and then take it away because he covenanted with you. And if you want proof of that, look at the history of Israel He covenanted with the people of Israel. They have failed him every single step of the way since the very beginning, a couple days after the giving of the law and all the way through their history. And to this day, they are failing him. And yet he has remained faithful to them. And they are a template, a picture of your salvation. Have faith in the Lord, even if you don't have faith in yourself, please. Okay, Um, from the Western Journal. This is ironic. I'm sorry to end with kind of a gross note, but um, uh, it is ironic and it shows you the caliber of the left to have this happen. DeSantis plays pornographic video of books removed from school libraries. It was too graphic for the news. They could not report on it and they want your children to see these things. I can tell you, I saw them, what's in those books and it is so perverted that you would not believe, you would not believe it. It's happening happening everywhere. That's right. Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.